Hello again, this is Paul Abraham speaking to you from London and this is number 18 in the podcast series Learn Jazz Piano and today's podcast is dealing with rootless voicings. My website is www.jazzpianoteacher.co.uk and my email address is music at paulabrahams.com if you're playing solo piano, the one of a chord is essential and we would expect to hear it in the left hand as you would expect to hear the five and basically a bass player would be emphasising the ones and the fives of any chord. However, if you're playing with a bass player or to a backing track, the one and the five is already being taken care of by the bass player and these two notes are the least important notes harmony-wise. In other words, there's a C major seven, C, E, G, B, and the information harmonically isn't contained so much in the one and the five so much as in the three and the seven because the three tells us whether the chord is major or minor and the seven also tells us if that's a C major seventh or a C seventh so the basic idea of rootless voicings is that we leave space for the bass player to play ones and fives and we concentrate on the piano with the threes and the sevens going back to the C major seventh we can leave the bass player to play the C and we can play the E and the B, which is the three and the seven, and we've created a rootless chord, which can be either seven and three, or three and seven. There's the basses one, there's our three and seven, or seven and three. Now let's take a 2-5-1 sequence in the key of C. You know that it goes D minor 7, G7, C major 7. And with your left hand, taking the D minor 7, take out the D and just play the 3 and the 7, which is F and C. Now think about the G7th chord and we're now going to take the 7 and the 3 of the G7. So it's the same F. And there's the 3 of the G. And now the C major 7 is the 3 on the E. And the 7 on the B. So those three chords, rootless, are F and C, F3. 
from B, E and B. You could do it around the other way, which would be C and F at 7 and 3 of the D minor 7, B and F, which is 3 and 7 of the G7, and finally the B and the E of the C major 7. Now the 3 and 7, or 7 and 3, always works with a 7th chord and a minor 7th chord. You've got a bit more flexibility with a major 7th chord. What you can do is instead of a 7th, you could play a 6th. So a C major 7th could be E and A, or A and E. So trying out that first chord, F and C, that's the 3 and the 7, is the 7 and 3, F and B, and finally for the C major 7, we could actually turn it into a C6, which is E and A. So let's just try that, 1, 2, 3, 4. One more time. So at the moment we're only talking about your left hand, we get to the right hand in a minute. Um, let's just add one more chord to this, let's make it into a 2, 5, 1, 6. So in other words, D minor, G7, C major to A, A7. So F and C for the D minor 7. B for the G7 and E and B for the C major 7 and now moving to the A7 we're going to go 7 and 3 of an A7 G and C sharp so that will move nicely back to the 2 which again is F and C so now we've got F and C F and B E and B G and C sharp. Here it comes again. And so on. So you should only be playing your left hand at the moment and it should just sound like this. You could do that around the other way, starting on the 7 and 3. So it would be C and F, B and F, B and E, and now we're going to go C sharp and G for the A7, either way around. We can now use this as a device to solo over. So your left hand will play F and C, F and B, E and B, G and C sharp, and your right hand is going to improvise. I'll give you an example, then you can try it. One, two, three, four. Okay. If you're not sure what to play with your right hand, 
you can either play the pentatonic in C with the right hand, including perhaps the flat three. One, two, flat three, three, five and six. You C, D, E, flat E, G and A. That's going to work horizontally. In other words, the chords change, but your pentatonic scale stays the same throughout. One, two, three, four. Have a go. One, two, three, four. So you should have been just playing two notes at a time with your left hand, F and C, F and B, E and B, and G and C sharp. And with your right hand, you should have been playing any of the pentatonic scale plus the flat three. Another way of approaching the improvisation would be just to use the one, three, five, and seven of each chord. Two, three, four. We're now going to add a third note to your left hand rootless chord. D minor seven, we've got an F and a C, which is three and a seven, and we're going to add the nine, which is the E. For the next chord, you had the F and the B, 7 and 3, and we're going to add the 6, or the 13, which is the E. And for the C major 7, we've already got the E and the B, the 3 and the 7, and we're going to add the D, which is the 9. You can make that 7 into a 6, so it'd be a C6, so that would be E, A and D. So, so far, you've got F, C and E, F, B and E, E, B and D, or E, A and D. One, two, three, four. And for the A7, you've already got the G, which is the seventh, and the C sharp, which is a three. Now, you could either add the six, or if you want to think of it as a 13. But I think a better sound is actually flattening that F sharp, flattening that 13. Or you could think of it as a raised fifth. So that's G, C sharp and F. And then that will nicely move on to the D minor 7 again, which is F, C and E. So in full we have F, C and E, F, B and E, 
E, B and D, G, C sharp and F. Remembering that this C chord can be E, A and D. Just try it yourself, those four chords. One, two, three, four. So you're just playing with your left hand and with your right hand you're going to do a pentatonic improvisation. One, two, one, two, three, four. As we've said on numerous occasions, it's when you have a seventh chord that you can add flat nines, sharp nines, flat fives, sharp fives. So an example here is once you've got the three and the seven, you can then flatten or sharpen these extended notes. Now, when you hit this G seventh chord, at the moment you have F, B and E, which is the 7, 3, and the 13. So you could flatten that 13. So now it's F, B, and E flat, flat 13, or sharp 5. So now the sound is, here it is. And we've already got that sharp 5 or flat 13 on the A 7th chord, which is the same example as we had with the G7. So once you've got a three and a seven, when the chord is a seventh chord, you can experiment with added extended notes. We're now going to look at comping and we'll start with a four note rootless voiced comp. Go back to what you had in the first place with the two note left hand, F and C, F and B, E and B, G and C sharp, and we're going to add two notes with the right hand. There are lots of variations, but let's do a straightforward one first. F, C, which is a three and a seven, and we're going to add with the right hand the nine, which is the E, and the five, which is the A. Next chord, you already know it's going to be F and B with the left hand, which is the seven and the three. And you're gonna keep your right hand exactly where it is on the E and the A, but that becomes a 13 or a six and a nine. And the last chord, is going to go E, 
B, which is the 3 and the 7, and we're going to add the 9, which is the D, and the G, which is the 5. So the four note comp is F, C, E, A, then F, B, E, A, and then E, B, D, G. Now we're going to add the A seventh chord to it. We've already got the G and the C sharp, which is seven and three, and we're going to add the, the six or the 13, which is the F sharp, and the nine, which is the B. And then we move back to the D minor. Let's try that. One, two, three, four. Finally, let's examine these seventh chords. We've got a G7 and an A7, and start adding some extended notes to them. It's still a four note comp, so we've just played the D minor seven, F, C, E, and A, three, seven, nine, and five. What we did with the G7 was F, B, E, and A, which is seven, three, six, and nine, but we're going to flatten both of these right-hand notes by a semitone. So instead of E and A, we're going to go E flat and A flat. So we've now got seven, three, sharp five, or flat 13, and the top note is flat 9. You could have sharpened that 9, so instead of A flat, you could have made it into A sharp. F, B, E flat or D sharp, and that A sharp. So coming from the D minor, you could have... There's that D sharp and the A flat or coming from the D minor there's the sharp 9 now looking at the next chord which is the A7 we can do the same sort of thing once we've got the 7 and 3 in place the G and the C sharp we had F sharp and B, which is the 6 and 9, we could flatten the 9. We could also flatten this 13. We could sharpen the 9. We could sharpen the 9 and then flatten it. So every time we hit a G7th chord or an A7th chord, we've got those different possible colours.
and so on. Now you should practice all these variations 251 or 251 with a 6 in all keys. You should do this with turnarounds in all keys and then go through the standards that you know either with a four note comp or with the rootless left hand and soloing. Once you can spot these flat nines, sharp nines, flat fives, sharp fives at the same time as hitting the rootless three and seven or seven and three with your left hand, it should start to improve your solos, particularly when you spot each seventh chord and the extended notes that go with them. Start listening to Bill Evans and get some of the transcriptions because he uses almost exclusively rootless voicings. Please continue to email me with any of your questions or comments to music at paulabrahams.com and if you download from iTunes, I would welcome any short review. And for those listening in the UK, I do teach on a one-to-one -one basis in South London. See you next time.